Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. What's happening, Rush Nation? Here we are, matchup show, week one. Can't believe we're here. Um, everything kicks off tonight. If you still have drafts going, make sure they get done. Uh, if you are in, uh, you know, charity leagues or uh, list leagues or Champions Champions Leagues, make sure you action all your lineups, make sure you get all of those things set by this evening. Don't give yourself the stress of uh, trying to do it close to the click-off. In fact, try and do it as early as you can if you haven't already done those. So uh, I've been going through setting my lineups, uh, making sure everything's tip ship shape. There's still a couple of little ones uh, I've got to sort out. And then there's also uh, setting a couple of custom rule ones that I'm in and making sure I've got all those sorted and set. So a few little nuances to do, but for the most part, I'm in good shape. My week one rankings are done. Um, still trying to work out where to publish them on the site so that they can be easily found. Um, we'll let you know. SAP, I'll blast it on, on Twitter. So just follow me on the Twitter machine at Murph underscore NFL, and you can uh, get, access to my ranks it'll be ranks for the season then ranks for uh week one uh, but they're all pretty much done there'll be some tinkering over the weekend always is but for the most part um pretty I mean, it's hard week one week one's the hardest week to rank because you don't have the data waiting to follow you kind of uh, just trying to uh, take your shot i guess so now uh, for those of you that are new joined us in the off season joined us uh, at some point along the way this show is pretty much a preview of everything that's going to happen. I'm going to go through every single game, talk about every single fancy relevant player. Um, it's become more detailed as we go along. There'll be more stats, more statistics and things to talk about. As a result, the show might be slightly longer as the weeks go on. Uh, I try and keep this to about 40 minutes. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to do that. I think today might be possible, but I think uh, in the future it might be closer to an hour, um, depending on how many stats and relevant pieces of information that we have. But, you know, we are grinding away here. We're just making sure that we've got everything um, ready and lined up for week one. So uh, let's go through it and let's start with tonight's game. Um, Buffalo versus well, the Buffalo Bills versus the, the LA Rams. Um, so it's our first game of the season. Uh, as you can tell, 
uh, here, I mean, if you've started, if you've drafted both of these QBs, Josh Allen and Matt Stafford, you're probably likely to start them both. There's been some injury concern with regards to Stafford. So that's something to keep an eye on um, through the season. But if you've drafted him, you're likely to start him this week. Um, this really isn't a game for the running backs here. Now, if you have um, Singletree or, or Cook, for example, for Buffalo, I think Singletree for me is uh, a low end. I think I don't even think he's in the RB. I think he's in the RB three range. Yeah, thirty seven. I have him in my ranks this week. So unless you're really desperate, he's not a player I'm too keen on starting this week. Um, as with Cook, he's uh, at thirty nine. Uh, so I've got them. I think I, I think maybe Singletree might come out with a bit more work. I kind of think over the season Singletree will show, as he did last season, that the competition actually suits him. And I think he'll hold James Cook at bay for the first half of the season. I think tonight we're going to get an opportunity to see what both these guys can do. But also, it's not going to be a typical Buffalo game. They're going to have to put the ball in the air a lot more. They're going to have to, uh, you know, really get at the Rams. So I don't think the run game here is going to be as significant as it might be in other game script games that they might have. Um, as for the Rams, I've got Cam Akers at 22. I do think he's going to get some work tonight, but he is a lot lower for me than he is probably for the consensus. So something to keep an eye on. He's still startable. You know, I've got him at 22. So, you know, if you're in 12 team league, it's 24 running backs should start in your team just saying don't expect a huge blockbuster performance that's kind of where i've got them don't need to worry about any of the other running backs in in this game of darrell henderson's uh, and the like his game is absolutely stacked with wide receivers here um and there's probably five relevant fantasy ones uh tonight so um i have let's start with cooper cup i have cooper cup at number one in my rankings for this week i think it's a game that will see matt stafford give the ball to cooper cup a lot in this game and i think it's likely to uh be one that you'll see a lot of of cooper cup but i have stefan Diggs at five i think similar reason i think in games like this you go to your big time players so i think they're definitely ones that are going to get uh the action here as for the other receivers i have gabe davis at 22 on the week I have Isaiah McKenzie at 45 on the week. So 45 is sort of flex worthy. Uh, I think he's well worth a shot in, in sticking your lineup and seeing uh, what happens here. As for Alan Robinson, I've got him at 32. So wide receiver three range for the week. Uh, again, startable. Um, if you're, you know, if you're in a smaller league, he might not be, but in those uh, sort of larger leagues, um, 12 team upwards, he's definitely startable here tonight. And then you've got uh, the tight ends. I've got Dawson Knox at seven. Uh, I've got Higby way down at 22 this week. I don't think this is a game I'd be starting Tyler Higby in. Uh, I would be more concerned about starting um, other tight ends over him. And there's probably a couple on the way for why Cameron Brait for example, is one that I have ranked uh, slightly above Higby. But I think, you know, mentioned Gerald Everett in recent weeks. He's one I'd be going to get tonight um, or for this week, potentially over uh, Higby. Don't think this is a great matchup for, for him. Um, this is a game you start both the kickers, uh, absolutely. And then as for the DSTs, and I'm not going to cover all the DSTs, but because it's uh, Thursday Night Football, this might be a game that people might shy away from. I have the Bills at 12 on the week, and I have the Rams at 19. So start the Bills. I'm not sure I'm starting the Rams this week, but then you might only own the Rams because of the, the sign of defense. It'd be fine. I don't think you're really going to suffer too much. The, the scoring around that point is really quite thin, probably a couple of points max. So, you know, if you've got the Rams, you don't want to drop them. You'll be fine. They're not going to kill you this week. They're just not going to be uh, particularly uh, high scoring. So let's move on to the Sunday 6 p.m. games. It's 1 p.m. Eastern time, 6 p.m. here in the UK. Um, and we've got a battle of, well, this is a battle we've all been waiting for. James Winston versus Marcus Mariota, number one, number two in the draft several years ago. Uh, and now they get to square off here on uh, Sunday uh, in the early slot. Um, I mean, I don't know anyone that's starting Mariota. I think even the Superflex leagues, I don't think anyone is really overly keen to start Mariota unless they absolutely have to. Um, so not really a game that I'd be looking to start the um, Mariota unless, you know, I've got him at 31 out of 32 this week. Uh, it's, I don't think it's a game I'm overly that confident starting Winston unless 
I, I kind of in that position where I went quarterback late. Um, I have him at 17 on the week. The difference between 12 and 17 isn't huge. It's a few points, a couple of points, two, three points or so. So it's not huge, but I'm not expecting a huge performance from Winston either. That's just to set the expectation levels here. And now we get into the running backs here, and there's really only two that we need to talk about. Alvin Kamara will have an eight on the week, so someone I feel pretty confident you can play. And I'm slightly over consensus, but I have Cordell Patterson at 24. I just think they're lacking in the skill positions. So I do think Patterson is undervalued in the uh, projections that you're seeing on Sleeper and NFL and Yahoo. I don't think anyone is really projecting him to have all this much workload you've got to remember he got a lot of work in the passing game last year and I think they're going to use a bit of him this year especially in those short to medium range passes um, so especially in the PPR league I don't quite know why he's ranked so low I mean I looked at PPR scoring they haven't ranked under 10 points and I'm like mm, I don't I don't get that I don't get that projection uh, I have him at 24 in a half point PPR scoring so in a PPR scoring it'd be slightly higher than that Um I just don't see a way in which Patterson isn't relevant. Uh, and again, I'm not saying he's going to smash it. I'm not going to say he's going to be the best running back on the week, but I can't see him being lower than 24, given some of the players that uh, I have ranked uh, uh, underneath him. Uh, we come to the wide receivers here, and this is a really interesting spread because there isn't anyone here I'm projecting to massively go off in this game. Uh, we've got Drake London who's carrying a bit of an injury here for the Falcons. I have him at 37. Uh, as a result of that, um, I have Michael Thomas at 29, just because I don't know. He's not played for two years. I'm just not really sure what we're going to get. I think he's going to get targets, but I don't I don't really know like what's going to happen um, and how these targets are going to get spread. Um, you got Chris Olave. I've got him at 52. And I have... I'm just going to find... Landry and Landry is at 54 so right by Alave um, to be truthful we're not going to know it's Dennis Allen's first game it's a whole new offense um, that's where I've kind of got them viewed 28-52-54 I'm prepared to be swayed if someone can give me a convincing argument I just think they're all going to get a bit of work I think Kamara is going to be the dominant force in this offense today you might even see some Taysom Hill uh, here and there as well. So um, I think it's going to take a few weeks to kind of work out what we're doing here with the, the Saints offense. So I've been slightly conservative here in my rankings, uh, but I'm not expecting any of them to go off. And again, as I said with Drake London, Boyd is carrying an injury. Uh, if those of you are interested about where I've got uh, Omelade Zacchaeus, uh, I have Omelade Zacchaeus at... I have him at 65 on the week. So um, right between Marvin Jones Jr. and Sammy uh, Watkins. Uh, do you think he's going to have some relevance here? Um, I just think he's going to be a little bit uh, you know, strung here. I think he's going to be the big play guy. Let's talk about Brian Edwards maybe getting some work. I'm not overly sold on Brian Edwards either. Um, Brian Edwards in my ranks is currently... Uh, 97 on the week because again I think he's slightly banged up as well so um, wide receivers this isn't really a stud game for that but this is a stud game for, for Pitts you're definitely starting him if you've got him um, and I think the Saints D is massively in play this week as well I've got them uh, in my top three ranked uh, defences this week in fact they are currently once I get a load um Number one, the number one this week. I moved them up. They were number two, um, and then I moved them up to one. So uh, there you go. Top ranked defense this week is the uh, New Orleans Saints. So or defense, however you want to say, it, uh, is there. So not loads of fantasy relevant players in here. Uh, keep an eye on a couple of these running backs potentially. Uh, how we see uh, Damian Williams and Tyler Algier, and how that kind of breaks down. Are they going to get a lot of work behind Patterson? That's really the, the thing of of note here. Cleveland, Carolina. Um, I'm going to probably do this going forward by by team, um, just to make this a bit easier. So let's start with with Carolina. Not starting Baker Mayfield unless I absolutely have to, like in a super flex. I'm probably starting him as a very low end. He's outside the QB2 for me. Um, McCaffrey, obviously, I'm starting. He's um, you know a top three running back on, on the week. 
DJ Moore for me is also someone you have to start. I've currently got DJ Moore at 16 on the week. So again, one you can feel pretty comfortable starting. And that's really all I'm interested in starting uh, from the Panthers this week is, is McCaffrey and Moore. We usually see what happens. Does Foreman get more work than Hubbard? If that happens or not happens, what's the role of Rashad Higgins here? Is Chenault going to get involved? I'm not starting Robbie Anderson. I think Robbie Anderson is trap play. Uh, if you've drafted him, he's not someone I'm really consciously um, putting in lineups anywhere. In fact, I've got Robbie Anderson down at 79 on the week. Uh, that tells you what I tend to think about him. Um, Cleveland, slightly different. Again, I'm not starting Brissett unless I have to. I think this is a heavy Chubb game. Um, I've got Chubb in my top five. I think he's snuck in at five. Yes, he has. So he's five on the week for me. Kareem Hunt, I think there's flex uh, flex appeal for Kareem Hunt. I have him at 36. Maybe I'm slightly lower in a PPR league. You might see a bit more work out of him. But I just think the situation has been with the team. I expect him to maybe get less uh, work. Um, and I don't like the projections. They've got him so closely projected to Chubb. I just don't see it's going to be that close. I think Chubb is going to get a lot of the workload. I think Hunt is going to get some. I think he's fantasy relevant, but I think he's a very low-end RB3 play. Um, and similar goes for the wide receivers here in uh, Cooper and uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones. And I'm a big fan of Donovan Peoples-Jones. I do think he's going to come through, and I think he's going to have some some gains. I'm not necessarily sold that this is going to be one of them. Um, you can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforumc.org. So I have Cooper on the week at uh, 42. And Donovan Peoples-Jones is a lot lower down. He's at 76. So Cooper's a flex play at best. Um, Donovan Peoples-Jones, no. And then, again, I think you can start uh, Njuku in this game. I think the Browns' uh, D is definitely in play. But there's not a lot of fantasy assets in this league uh, or in this game. So don't expect a lot of high-end performance. Chubb and McCaffrey, easy to stand out. So I think Moore will have a good game as well. Uh, moving on to San Francisco versus... Uh, the Chicago Bears, and this is going to be the interesting one, Trey Lance and Justin Fields, uh, two very, very polarizing quarterbacks. Both of them didn't really do a lot last year, although Fields definitely got more time on uh, the playing surface than uh, Trey Lance. I've got Lance at 13 on the week. I've got Justin Fields at 18 on the week. I think both of them are potentially in play. I can see why you'd want to play either or. I think most people kind of got Fields as that sort of backup and see what happens. Uh, so therefore, as a result, you might not be starting a lot of QB1, uh, one QB leagues, but two QB leagues, I think you'd be starting Lance. I think people are going to take a punt uh, and start him. Um, absolutely for sure. Now moving on to uh, the running backs here. And again, I'm a little bit lower on both these running backs uh, just with the fact they've got guys behind them who will carry uh, a certain amount of workload. But I do have Mitchell at 18 and I do have David Montgomery at 21. So both of them in that solid RB2 range, both of them startable uh, in your lineups. I'm, I'm not starting Herbert or Wilson unless I'm in a super deep league and there's uh, a real reason to. Uh, but I wouldn't be this week unless absolutely desperate. Um, get on to the wide receivers. I've got Debo Samuel at nine. I'm slightly lower than consensus. I think a lot of people are expecting to go off against the Chicago D. I think uh, Brandon Ayuk is probably going to get a bit more work than we used to. I do think Debo is going to supplement that with some work out of the backfield, uh, potentially. So I have him at nine still, uh, wide receiver one, still someone you can easily start uh, and play uh, this week for sure. I've Darnell Mooney at 19. I just think volume-wise he's going to get quite a lot of work. Uh, this week, so I do like him as a play. 
Absolutely. I've got Brandon Ayuk, by the way, at 31. So well within that flex. Wide receiver three range. Definitely someone that you should be starting if you do own him, unless you're absolutely stacked at the position because you got him at such a discount. Um, you know, I mentioned previously in videos about uh, Byron Pringle um, and a few other sort of wide receivers here you can keep an eye on. Um, I've got Pringle down at uh, 67. So he's someone I kind of think can do something, but I'm not overly confident. Um, but if you are desperate, you need that play. Byron Pringle is, I wouldn't say in play, but he's, he's the guy in this matchup. I'd be taking uh, a, a bet on uh, to potentially break out from sort of the mid-rankings purgatory there. Um, and then we've got the tight ends here. And both of these are in play for me. Kittle is at eight and Komet is at 10 on the week. So both of these tight ends are easily in play. Um, should be starting them if you own them, um, as well as also the DSTs, um, especially San Francisco 49ers. I've got them at three on the week. I think they're easily going to be in play. Um, don't think anyone's got the Bears DST. If they do, then I definitely wouldn't be starting them uh, this week at all. You're going to have a shootout here. Um, divisional rivalry between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals. This should be a really good game. I don't think anyone's confident enough to start Mitchell Trubisky, but Joe Burrow's a must-start. You don't need me to tell you that uh, Joe Burrow is going to be a must-start in this game. I do have him at eight on the week. Um, QB eight is where I have him sat. So, again, there's a lot of fantasy guys in this, so I'm going to try and pick this up um, as we go through, as we get to the running backs here. Najee Harris I have at 11 on the week. Joe Mixon I have at 6 on the week. So both of these guys in RB1 territory, both of these guys are definite must-starts. And then we get to the wide receivers. And again, I think we've got a few guys here that should definitely be starting. i got Jamar Chase as my wide receiver two on the week. Again, I think he is, if you drafted him, he's a must-start anyway, but uh, he will definitely be a must-start this week. This is a great matchup for him. Deontay Johnson, I've got at 14 on the week. So again, a must-start. Just outside of the wide receiver one positions, but he's not that far outside. Literally just a couple of points. I've also got T. Higgins in here. I've got him at 12. So those three players are in my top 14. So it's a huge fantasy matchup from uh, all aspects, really. The wide receivers, the running backs, and also Joe Burrow. So all those three guys are must-start plays this week. All three appear in my top 14 uh, in my rankings. Now, if you're thinking about Pickens or Claypool or Boyd, you know, there's an appeal. This is the sort of game that could really work out um, for those guys. I've got Boyd at 44 on the week. So again, I've got him in that flex. You could definitely play him. Uh, Pickens sits at 53, so he's on the cusp of that fringe uh, flex play, and the same goes for Chase Claypool at 56. Um, so I do think Pickens just gets a little bit more work uh, than Claypool, but we're going to have to wait and see how that shakes out over the season. Uh, I just think that Claypool, with the way he acted at the end of last season in this coaching staff, I think they're probably quite ready to to move on, but I guess we're going to see if he gets a second chance uh, this week. Uh, as for the tight end here, Pat Freemuth is at 11. So he's definitely in a start range. Uh, Hayden Hurst is at 24. He is definitely not uh, in that range. Um, and then I've got the Bengals actually at eight. I just think they can attack Mitch Shabitsky and that's going to get them some points uh, this week. The Steelers way down in 21 this week. So if you have the Steelers D, it might not be the best week, but you should be able to ride that one out and be fine. Uh, right, so we've got Philadelphia versus Detroit here. Uh, let's start with Detroit because there's not that many players to talk about here. Uh, you're not starting Jared Goff in a 1QB league unless you're absolutely desperate. Um, I think he's startable in a 2QB um, league or Superflex league. I'm at 22, so he can start there, absolutely. I don't think this is going to be his worst week, but I don't think it's going to be one that he's going to shoot the lights out. Uh, on in particular. So then we get to um, Swift here. I've got Swift down at 15 this week. I just don't think the game script is going to suit him. I think Philadelphia are going to have too much here for uh, Detroit. Um, not a game for um, Jamal Williams here. And then we look at the Detroit wide receivers here and see how they shake out. Amon Ralph St. Brown is at 17 for me on the week, so definitely a must-start. Uh, he's probably my only must-start here. I do like Chark. I do think Chark can potentially add something, and he's a potential flex play. 
uh, this week, but he is all the way down in 48. So he's at sort of fringe wide receiver four play. Um, so I do think he, he does have that flex appeal. He's on the fringes of the flex, but I don't think for me this is necessary. That game I'd want to be attacking with him. Um, and then we come to TJ Hawkinson. And TJ Hawkinson is currently at nine on the week for me. So, again, pretty good. Like, it's not loads of players here. It's really swift. Amorase, Brown, Hawkinson. And then maybe if you want to take a, a slight risk on, on chart, and it's not the worst week, but it's not the best week either to, to do that with. Um, Philadelphia, slightly more fantasy relevant players here. Uh, we have Jalen Hurts. He's at four on the week for me at quarterback. Uh, I think this is going to be a good matchup uh, for him. I think the running back situation there uh, is not I mean, it's, it's not really clear-cut and defined. I think Sanders is going to break through, but I have him at 35. I am a little conservative here at the running back position. Um, I'm not starting Gamewell or Scott. I don't think this is the week to definitely be including them in your lineups. And then we've got... Um, AJ Brown, his first game as an Eagle since that trade on at the NFL draft. He is currently eight in my ranks and Devonta Smith is all the way down at 43. So he's in that sort of just above Tyler Boyd um, and DJ Chark sort of range. So I do think you can start him in the flex, um, but just, you know, don't expect a, a huge miracle, but you never know. Things could break right. He has a couple of breaks away, a couple of big catches uh, and it could work out well for him. Uh, Dallas got up, by the way. I have him as tight end five on the week. I think this is a great matchup. I think they're going to get in the red zone pretty frequently, and he's going to attack that red zone. Um, and then the Philadelphia Eagles, I have at 10 on the week. So if you have them as DST, you can definitely um, start those. No problem at all. A um, couple more games here. In, still got a few more games here in the early window. Uh, Indy Houston, right. Start with Houston. Uh, right, where do we start with Houston? Uh, Davis Mills is a QB2 at best. Uh, I got him outside the top 24 this week, but I still think he's got some relevant flex appeal uh, in a super flex. Um, the running back position, I'm probably fading altogether. I mean, I do have Damian Pierce here at 27. Um, so he is a start, but it's, it is a risk because we don't know how much Rex Burkhead's going to get over him. Um I don't have I so I have it ranked that I think Rex um, Pierce is going to pretty much dominate the touches there. I and Rex Burkhead is at fifty four, so I do think Pierce for me is going to dominate. But we don't know. Like this is my projection. This is what I think will happen. But I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm overly confident on it. But it's also not a great team. He's, uh, so Pierce is outside my top 24, but he's still just about uh, on the fringe of that at 27. So really the only player I feel really good about starting this week um, is Cooks. Cooks is the only one here I've, I can sit here and say with, with a comfortable must-start situation. Uh, he's at 18 in my rank, so I feel pretty good that you can start Cooks. But Damien Pierce, he's worth taking a spin on, uh, but they're really the only two Houston players I'd want to be touching. Uh, this week and then we talk about the uh, Colts you know I think Matt Ryan's going to want to make a bit of a statement I have him at 15 on the week if you've got him and you took him as a late round quarterback fine I think this is a good matchup for him to to kick off Jonathan Taylor is my running back one on the week uh, running back two on the week sorry McCaffrey's my running back one if I made that mistake earlier I apologize um, so Jonathan Taylor's my running back two on the week I think again this is a great matchup for him uh, he can absolutely smash this. I do think Hines is, I've got him as a flex play at 34, so not that far below Pierce. Um, I do think he's going to get some touches in this game, especially late on if this is a blowout. So uh, I do like this one. I do think this is a good uh, matchup. Uh, but again, I don't think many people are going to start Naheem Hines. But if you are desperate, you've got a few injuries. Uh, no reason not to here. It's a great week for Michael Pittman. I have him at six. I think we're going to really see a big season out of Michael Pittman this season. I think I'm really excited to see uh, what he can do here. And then when it comes to the rest of the receivers here, I think I'm definitely more Pierce, um, Alec Pierce. I've got him at 63. So on the fringes of that sort of uh, flex play. Um, but again, he's. If this is the sort of game, if you've got Alec Pierce on your roster, and you are struggling, you've got a few question marks and injuries, this is the sort of game that you need to be playing him 
that in if you feel comfortable because if you don't why is he on your roster even though i have him down there i paris campbell 81 i just don't believe he's going to be a thing um no need to worry about the tight ends in this game they're not overly relevant uh here at all and then when it comes to the dst do you like the colts d they're at five for me on the week i think this is a big week for them uh to set out their stall and make a statement uh new england versus miami um Again, let's start with New England. Don't think there's tons of fantasy-relevant players here. Mac Jones in a Superflex is absolutely fine, but he's a low-end QB2. Um, and then we look at where we've got Harris and Stevenson. So I have Harris at 28. I have Stevenson at 33. I think Harris is the guy to own initially. I think Stevenson could eat into that role. And it really depends how the game script goes. I think they're going to kind of cannibalize each other here a little bit in this one. So um, I have them pretty close, but I do have Harris slightly over Stevenson. So don't expect a huge game uh, out of them. And then when it comes to these receivers, I'm pretty much out uh, on on these guys. There's not really a lot here that I want to to get my teeth into. Um, if I look at where I've got them ranked, and I'm just pulling them up now. Um, I have them all ranked. Devontae Parker is my first New England receiver uh, ranked. He's ranked at 56. Jacoby Myers is at 59. He's carrying a bit of an injury. I expect Myers to shoot up in future weeks, but I have been a little bit conservative here. Uh, Kendrick Bourne is uh, way down in the 90s, uh, 95. So he's a long way down my rankings. So uh, just not overly confident that this is a great matchup for any of these receivers. Um, I do think you can play Hunter Henry. I do think he's in play. I think I've got him on the fringes of the uh, tight end one conversation. I do have bang on 12, so right on that cusp of a tight end one. And then, of course, Nick Falk, I think this is a good matchup for. Um, and the DST, I think, is potentially in play. I've got them at nine uh, as well. I think this is uh, they're going to get to the quarterback here for sure. If I look at uh, Miami, uh, slightly different story. There are some more fantasy-relevant pieces here. Uh, Tua, uh, don't think this is his best game for me. I've got him all the way down at 21. And then when it comes to the running back situation with Chase Edmonds, I've got him in a very low end RB2. He's at 23 for me, sandwiched between Akers and Patterson. I think you can start him. I think you can feel good about starting him. I don't necessarily think he's going to have this huge uh, game where he's going to necessarily break out. As for Mostert and everyone else, I'm kind of just fading the rest of this backfield. Um, I have Mostert at 45. He's not someone I'm keen to start uh, in this game in particular. And then we get to Hill and Waddle. Waddle is carrying a slight injury, so we do need to be a little bit careful here. I have been slightly conservative here. I've Tyreek Hill at 11 as a must-start play. Uh, Jalen Waddle's currently at 25. If I knew he was fit, I could shove him up to maybe 22. Uh, he's going to be in that sort of range for me. Uh, definitely in play this this week, uh, and he will be most weeks. So, um, But just keep an eye on that question mark tag. Um, and then we've got you can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Mike Gazicki, I have all the way down at 18. So you, you could potentially play him. Uh, but again, uh, just one to, to watch. Um, and then the, the Dolphins D, I'm slightly lower on them than I am on uh, the Patriots D. But I'm not too low on them, I don't think. I have the Miami D at 13. So just on the cusp of why we see time, excuse me, DST one. So you could start them. Absolutely. Right. Uh, 
Baltimore Jets. Baltimore versus Baltimore Ravens versus the Jets and uh, New York Jets. Uh, Joe Flacco is going to get the start this week. Again, not starting him unless I'm in the Superflex and absolutely desperate. Uh, I think I am starting him in one league because I am that desperate. And I think the running back situation here is going to be a bit difficult uh, until we see what really happens here with Hall um, and Carter. I do have Hall getting the majority of the work, but they still have him all the way down at 32. He's not someone I'm really desperate to start this week if I've got better options. So Hall at 32, Carter at 41. That's kind of where I have them. So you can start them both, but I think it's going to be a tough week uh, to play them both. And the same goes with the wide receiver positions. I think this is a really tough week to really make the most out of this. Um, Elijah Moore, for me, is at 28. So you can start him absolutely. I think he's going to get uh, a decent amount of work here. And then I've got Corey Davis and Garrett Wilson all the way down at 72-73. just think with Joe Flacco, everyone takes an arrow down. Uh, and I think really we're looking at Elijah Moore being the only worthy jet that you can start with any confidence this week. Um, and I think anyone else, you know, you could be brave and start Brees Hall and, and, and Michael Carter. But outside of that, I'm not starting anyone else as part of this team. As for the Ravens, very, very different story. There is some fantasy relevant pieces here. Uh, absolutely. Uh, we've got Lamar Jackson. First of all, I have him at three on the week. QB three, definitely one that you can start. And then as for Kenyon Drake, I told you that he, for me, he's the one I would want to start. I have him at 29 on the week. I have Mike Davis at 50 on the week. I just believe in the talent more. This is a difficult situation to read. Your projections are going to have JK Dobbins in there. I'm not confident that JK Dobbins is going to go. I don't think you need to risk him against the Jets week one. I think they're probably going to give him an extra week. I could be wrong. Monitor that situation. That situation is a moving situation. It can change. But I have J.K. Dobbins right at the bottom of my rankings as someone to potentially put on later on. Um, so he's right at the bottom. I think he's 80. Um, obviously, I don't think he's a, an RB80. But at, at this point, I'm kind of, he's my reminder to have a look at Sunday to see if he's going to play or not. And if he's not, I just delete him and take him out. Um, so that's where I have J.K. Dobbins currently. Your projections will have very, very different numbers. Um, it's not even going to have Kenyon Drake with any form of projection number. But he's the one I like over the rest um, if J.K. Dobbins is out. And that's how I'm projecting that situation. That is a moving situation. The game is three days away. So just keep an eye on that. Um, as for the wide receivers, Rashad Bateman is the one I'd like to be playing everywhere at this moment in time. Um, I have him at 23 on the week. The one that everyone will be completely surprised about is, is Devin DuVernay, and I'm going to get a lot of stick for this. I have him at wide receiver 41 on the week. So I have him over players such as Amari Cooper, Devonta Smith, Tyler Boyd, Chris Godwin. Um, and the reason why I just think the opportunity is going to be there against the Jets, I think they're going to feed a significant amount of targets to him. Um, I think DuVernay is going to get an opportunity here to shine, uh, and that's how I see the game going. Many analysts will probably see it very differently. I'm well over consensus on Devin DuVernay. I'm just going to put that out there to take all this advice again with just a little pinch of salt. Um, Mark Andrews is my tight end one on the week. This is a perfect matchup for him to take advantage. And again, the uh, the Baltimore Ravens DST is in play. And of course, you're starting Justin Tucker because you're probably overpaid to draft him. Last game in the window. And again, not tons of fantasy relevant players here. Uh, you're probably not starting either of these QBs uh, unless you're in a super flex. Uh, and if you are, then I have... Uh, do, 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 do. Trevor Lawrence at 19. I have Carson Wentz at 24, so well within the startable Superflex range. But you're probably not overly excited to start either. Um, let's do Jacksonville quickly with the running back situation. I have Etienne at 14, and I have Robinson because he's carrying a bit of an injury down at 58. If I knew he was starting, he'd probably get a bit of a bump. I might move Etienne down slightly, uh, but Etienne's well within my RB2 range. And James Robinson is one worth watching because I do think he can get some work in this game. But it depends how healthy he is. Um, currently, it's looking like he, he could play, but I'm still just being a little conservative because I'm not quite sure where he is uh, on his injury journey. And then we get to the wide receivers. Uh, and the wide receivers here are very interesting. Um, we've got... Christian Kirk at 34, so I think, again, he's a startable play. 
even in your flex, uh, he's worth a start. Marvin Jones at 64. Probably need to have some proper stones to start him. And I'm not starting Evan Ingram. Uh, I don't think this is... I'm just not a believer in Evan Ingram. I've probably been quite kind with his... Um, with his projection this week. Where have I got Evan Ingram? I have probably been far too kind if I can't find him already. 27 now. So that's about right. That's about where uh, where I think he should be. Um, that's where I put him. So obviously I think that. So I'm not starting Evan Ingram this week. I, I was looking around the 30s. So I was like, I can't see him. So I was slightly higher than I thought, but uh, not too much. Uh, as for Washington, uh, obviously Gibson, with what's happened with Brian Robinson, is now the guy they're going to give some faith to. I've got him at 16 on the week. There's just not that much competition. Jamie McKissick's going to get some work behind him, but not startable uh, in this game. I've got Terry McLaurin at 15. And I would say that's all I'm willing to start uh, in this game. I'm just not ready to give Jamal Dotson the chop. Um, I have him at 52. I'm just not quite sure that he is someone I would start. I've got him on in there thinking... He'll get some touches because they'll double, they'll put some coverage on uh, McLaurin and he'll get some catches. But I'm just not too sure. Just not too sure if I want to go that way just yet. So I've got him at 52. Maybe I'm a bit higher than, than I'm talking about because there's some players around that range I definitely would be putting in lineups. But just be a bit cautious on, on him. Um, and then we're not sure if Logan Thomas is actually going to uh, play or not. Uh, so he's one to to watch. And then I think the Washington DST is definitely uh, in play this week. You can definitely start them. Uh, I've got them at 15, so well within the startable range uh, for sure. All right, that gets us out of the early window. So we have six more games to go. I said 40 minutes. We're not going to do that. It's going to be nearer to 50, 55 minutes. So apologies. Uh, but I hope you're enjoying the information you're getting anyway. This is going to be a shootout. First game of the late window, uh, Kansas City versus Arizona. Um, there's a game that this is pretty much start start everyone. Uh, Mahomes and Murray are must-starts, um, and you've drafted them to be must-starts. And Mahomes is at two on the week. Murray is down at 10. But I do think either way, they're both going to contribute really solid points to you uh, this week. In terms of the running backs here, I have James Conner at 12 as a running back one. Uh, highest uh, Kansas City running back I have is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I have him at 30. Um, I do think he's going to get the dominant role, but I don't think he's necessarily going to dominate every single touch. Uh, for those who are really keen on the Isaiah Pacheco train, he's at 69. He's a long way down, so he's not someone I'm desperately keen uh, to start this week. Um, see how it goes. It's clear to me that CEH is going to He's the only one that looked definitely certain to make this roster. So therefore, I think he's going to get the touches. This is also not a game script that Kansas City should dominate. Therefore, I think there's going to be touches spread around. I think Pacheco's going to get a few. I think well, Jones is going to get a few. I'd like CEH as a flex play. That's as high as it goes. He's not someone I'm desperate to start, but he's someone that potentially you're going to need to. As I mentioned on other shows, I'm just keen to see what happens with Daryl Williams, how much of a role. Don't start him. Have him on your roster, just bench somewhere. He could eat into that James Conner role. I'm keen to see how that one goes over the coming weeks. Uh, the wide receivers. I'm not overly high on the wide receivers in this game, believe it or not. Um, so if I just pull up where I've got all of them. Marquise Brown is the highest. I got him at 24, so he's a must-start. He is a must-start play um, as a wide receiver too. But then next up, I've got Juju Smith-Schuster and Marcus Valdez-Scantling at 49.50. And that's because I just genuinely don't know how this is going to go down. Um, I, you know, people got a really strong feeling on Juju. People got a really strong feeling on uh, MVS. I'll be honest, I've no strong feeling either way. I genuinely don't know how this is going to go. And my rankings reflect that. Um, I think it's literally almost like a, a wide receiver by committee. And the only person I'm willing to back here is, is Travis Kelsey. Um, so that's where I've got these guys. If you think differently, definitely go with your hunch. If you think Juju's the guy, go in on Juju. If you think MVS um, is the guy, go in on MVS. I've hedged it completely. I'll stick my hands up to it. I don't know how it's going to go. I'm waiting for more information because at this point, I'm just not sure. Um, Hardman, uh, I've got Rondell Moore at 58. Uh, I don't think this is necessarily the best game. I've got uh, Hardman at 74. He's not one I'm 
desperately keen on. AJ Green, by the way, I've got a 71 if anyone cared. Sky Moore is all the way down at 90. I just don't think, I think it's too early for Sky Moore to uh, be too involved in games uh, as it stands uh, right now. But both these um, tight ends, you can definitely start. Kelsey's the tight end too for me. Uh, and as for Ertz, it just depends whether he's fit. Um, so I'm a little low on Ertz right now. I've got him at 16 because I'm just not overly sure how fit he is, even if he goes. I'm not sure he's 100% fit, but if I got the confirmation that he was ready to go, if I saw him off an injury report today or tomorrow, he would be jumping up and, and be in contention for that top 12 spot. Uh, I'd probably put him at 12 uh, over Hunter Henry uh, and move the rest of these guys down. Uh, but that's what I'm waiting on. And then, of course, the kickers, you're definitely starting in, in this game. It's going to be a high scorer. Uh, another divisional matchup. We've got Green Bay uh, against Minnesota here. And you're probably starting both these QBs. I'm a little lower on Cousins, I think, than uh, the consensus. I've got him at 16. Rodgers is all the way up at 11. That doesn't mean you can't start Cousins. And I, I think Cousins can still have a good game. Um, I just really value the talent and the matchups of the other guys slightly more. But it wouldn't shock me to see Cousins finish as a top five QB this week. I'm just going to put that out there. Um, the running backs here, we've got Dalvin Cook, uh, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon. They're the three major ones here. Uh, so Dalvin Cook is the highest uh, ranked in this game. He's at seven. For me, Aaron Jones is at 13. AJ Dillon is at 20. All three guys definitely well within play here um, and getting a significant amount of workload. And now we get to the wide receivers. And this is where Minnesota have a significant advantage. I have Justin Jefferson at four on the week. I have Adam Phelan down at 35. So both of those can play. Uh, maybe I'm slightly conservative on Phelan. I do think this is a game that he can uh, make an impact on. Um, but I'm just not quite sure. Again, he's been out a while. How much work he's going to get. KJ Osborne all the way down at 78. He's not one for me I'm going to get too involved in uh, in this matchup. And then if we look at Green Bay, uh, the Green Bay receivers, we've got them all. Again, Alan Lazard has a health issue. I don't know how healthy Alan Lazard is. And that's what's putting me off. He's at 40 on the week for me. If I knew Alan Lazard was fit, he would probably jump up to where Adam Phelan is. That sort of range for me. But I don't. So he's at 40. Uh, Sammy Watkins is at 66. Randall Cobb is at 68. And people that are wanting to go about Romeo Dubes or Dubs or however we're calling him, he's at 82. He's the wide receiver four on this team. Don't get too excited. It's not going to happen immediately for him. It's going to happen organically over time. Christian Watson, we know, is dealing with an injury. I've got him currently at 94. I'm not expecting him to be too involved in this game um, as it stands right now. And then Tunyon is still coming back from an injury, so I'm not starting any of the Green Bay uh, tight ends. But I do think this is a game that you can put uh, Irv Smith in. Irv Smith, for me, is currently sitting uh, at 19, which doesn't sound like overly exciting, but he's only a touchdown away from being a tight end one on the week. So... Uh, one to keep an eye on and, and take a flyer on for, for sure. Um, down to the final four games, uh, Vegas, the Vegas Raiders versus the Chargers, the LA Chargers. And again, really exciting matchup. Lots of fantasy players uh, to talk about in this one. I've Herbert down at seven for the week and I have Derek Carr at 12 for the week. So both of them in must start territory. Both of them are QB ones uh, on the week. In terms of the running backs here, um, we have Austin Eckler all the way up at four. Josh Jacobs is at 17. So, again, both must start. Eckler, number four, RB1. Josh Jacobs, number two. He is um, an RB2 at 17. Wide receivers. Devontae Adams is at three on the week. I think they're just going to force feed him uh, a lot of targets. Uh, I've got Keenan Allen at 13. For the week so again both those must starts mike williams is at 27 and i think mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner you'll look at that and think that's probably a bit harsh i just think the way that the game goes but i can see mike williams being uh, up there potentially is uh, a top 15 play this week i just have him you know significantly lower just not necessarily bought in that 
that, that that's going to happen this week. But I think over the season he will uh, start to impress. But I've slightly faded him slightly, maybe my biases, uh, that I'm not expecting him to get the same workload he did last season. But we will see. Hunter Renfro is at 39. Similar reason. I just don't think he's going to get the workload that he did last season. Uh, and that's why I have him down there. But still a must-start play. I think uh, he's definitely starting anyone in the top 40. That's for sure. And I think you're starting Darren Waller. And I think, uh, as I've said before, Gerald Everett is a sneaky um, bet for me this week on the waiver wire. I have Everett at 13. I have Darren Waller at three. So again, starting as many guys in this game as you possibly can. One game I'm not starting many players from is uh, the Giants versus Tennessee game. Um, let's start with the Giants. I'm not starting um, Daniel Jones unless I'm in a super flex, then fine. Uh, Saquon Barkley, I have at 10 on the week. I think he's going to get fed as much as he can get fed, but how healthy he's going to be, we'll have to wait and see. I have him at 10 on the week. And then we get to the receivers. And the receivers for me are spread between Rondell Robinson, who I have at 51, and maybe I might revise that and move him up. I think he's going to be the lead target hog in this game for the Giants uh, in that starting slot position. Um, I feel comfortable starting him. Um, but I just don't know how electric he's going to be in that slot. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, so I have him at 51. I have Kenny Galladay at 62. I have Sterling Shepard at, uh, sorry, Darius Slayton at 79. Kiradarius Tony at 70. I am well lower than consensus on Tony. I've been saying all offseason, I'm just not convinced the team are really there with him. Maybe he breaks out of the doghouse, um, and I'll start to revise it going forward. But the only one I think is a startable play for the Giants is uh, is Robinson. And then we've got the tight ends. And Daniel Bellinger is the only tight end probably on the roster. He might have some competition now, I'm, I'm you know, but I'm not really interested in the Giants tight end too. Um, I think it's a slow burn for Bellinger, but he's someone I'd be having, especially in Dynasty. You know, I'm stashing him everywhere. I think this is a good opportunity for him. But Barkley is the only must start. And then Rondell Robinson is sort of a, a gamble flex play. is the only other player I'm interested in starting, but I'd like to think you might probably have better options. Um, as we get into, let's start because I've already got the receivers page up. Let's start with the receivers here uh, for Tennessee. And I've got Robert Woods at 36. And I have Traylon Burks at 61. And then I have Kyle Phillips at 85. Uh, and Westbrook Akeen at 87. Um, I think this is going to be a heavy Woods game. But I think, to be honest, they're going to put a lot of this on the ground. Um, I think Woods will get some work. And I think Burks will start to, they'll start to feed Burks through, but uh, Derek Henry's my running back three on the week. And so therefore it's kind of where I see this game going a lot of it on the ground, controlling the pace of it. Um, I'm just not in on the Westbrook King train. He's over projected for me in all the apps. Uh, and he's somebody I'd be fading full stop. I rather have Carl Phillips, I think, um, and Traylon Burke. I think it's just going to take him a while to get going. So I wouldn't want him starting in any teams either. Uh, so Robert Woods is the only must start for me. Um, Derek Henry is a must start for me. And then I have um, Tannehill at 20. So wouldn't necessarily say a must start, but he's a sneaky bet to be a potentially uh, good QB uh, this week. And then I'm definitely starting the Titans D. Um, I've got them in my top seven uh, this week, I think. Let me just double check that. don't want to give you wrong information. Six. Yes, so I do have my top seven. Last two games, Sunday night football, and we have got uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Dallas Cowboys. Um, this one starts as many as you can. Um, so you're definitely starting both quarterbacks in this game. I have Brady at five on the week. I have Dak Prescott at six on the week, so literally back-to-back. Um, Fournette I have at nine on the week. I have Zeke Elliott at 19. That Bucks defense has always been pretty good at stopping the run. I think they're just going to contain it slightly. Um, Tony Pollard, for those interested, is at 38. So do you think he gets some work? He might be the more explosive back. Just worried about the upside that you'll get with him there. Uh, as for the receivers, I have Mike Evans. He is at 7. CD Lamb is at 10. So again, both of those uh, wide receiver ones, both of those definite must-starts. Uh, for sure. And then we get into uh, the next sort of tier of receivers here. Um, there is some slight injury concern to 
Uh, Russell Gage, so I have him at 38. I might be inclined to move him up if I think he's slightly healthy. Um, I have Noah Brown at 33. This is definitely the most polarizing rank I'm going to produce all season because I'm about 70 spots over consensus. I'm not buying that Jalen Tolbert is the wide receiver two on this team just yet. I think he's going to be. We know Gallup is out. We know how much they've talked about Noah Brown, especially Dak Prescott. They have their relationship. Dad Prescott and Jalen Tolbert do not. They've not practiced. They've not um, done it in a game situation before. Noah Brown and Dad Prescott have. There's definitely a connection there. The targets will go to Noah Brown. Do not be surprised if Noah Brown comes out of this game with a significant scoreline. Why have him at 33? Um, so just something to watch there. I am well over consensus. I appreciate I'm well over consensus. You feel free to mark him down 20, 30, 40 spots. That's absolutely fine. I'm just telling you where I think he's going to be uh, come the end of the game. Um, and then we have Chris Godwin. He is at 46. I just think he's going to be on a bit of a count. He looks healthy. He's off the reports. I just think they're going to ease him in a little bit. Um, if Gage is out or knocked or hurt, then he's someone that I will move up because I think they'll have to use him uh, because Julio Jones is a different type of player. I have him at 60. So four Buccaneers receivers I have in the top 60. Maybe slightly aggressive. Um, but this ball's going to spend a lot more time in the air than it is on the ground. Um, I definitely think both tight ends are potentially in play here. Um, Bray is definitely a touchdown uh, or bust dependent player here. Um, so I have him at 21, but Dalton Schultz is at four because I think he's going to get a lot of targets in this game. So I'm just worried about Tolbert. A lot of people are in on Tolbert. Just Kirby enthusiasm maybe for this week. And then we've got the return of Russell Wilson to Seattle for week one, the Broncos versus the Seahawks. Um, let's start with the Seahawks because there's not that many players to talk about here on the Seahawks. You're not starting Geno Smith. I don't care what format it is. You could play three quarterbacks starting, and I'm probably still not starting Geno Smith. Um, uh, let's look at the running back situation here for Seattle. So I have Penny as the as the lead dog. I have him at 26 uh, on the week. Um, by the way, I have let's do all the running backs because I've got them here. Javante Williams I have at 25. Um, I'm much lower on him than consensus. I still think it is a timeshare back situation, which is why I have Melvin Gordon at 31. I also think that um, Russell Wilson is going to get more uh, snaps than perhaps he. Uh, would normally, in terms of throwing the ball and getting used to the receivers, it's a new situation. And he's going to Seattle. He's going to want to put on the show. I have Homer and Walker at 75 and 77. I'm not overly keen on uh, any of those guys uh, for Seattle this week. Um, we do the receiver. By the way, let's do Russell Wilson because I've missed him. So Russell Wilson, by the way, is at nine on the week. Um, I'd like to get him higher, uh, but I just can't. I can't get him higher over than that. Uh, the eight in front of him, but I do think he's going to be like the best of the rest. I think he's going to have a good, a very, very good week. Uh, in terms of the wide receivers here, um, DK Metcalf is the highest wide receiver in this game. He's at 20, but I have caught the right next to him at 21. So both those guys must start wide receiver two options this week. Jerry Judy is at 26. Tyler Lockett is at 30. So again, you're looking at just outside the, the wide receiver two, but again, must start. So there's four wide receivers well in play here. All going to be very close to each other in scoring. Slight nudges either way, but you know, at this range, we're talking about one point pretty much. Uh, one to 1.3 points is, is differentiating a few positions here. So I think between all those four players, I think I've probably only got like 2.1 points between them. It's not that much. Um, it's a really small amount between 20 and 30. Um, and then if you were looking for another option, KJ Hamler, he's at 89. Not for me this week, but uh, one to keep an eye on for the future. Absolutely. And then the tight ends in this game, Albert O is at 15. Noah Fant is at 17. You can definitely start them, but they are going to need that touchdown. Uh, to be overly relevant. And then if we're looking at the DSTs in this game, uh, I haven't got either of DST really in, in play. In fact, sorry, I've got Denver at two. Denver are, are well in play here at two. Um, so, yeah, definitely a must-start uh, DST here. This is a great lineup and matchup for them. And that's going to do it. That's the matchup show. That is all the games, all the fantasy-relevant players. Um, I probably missed off some kickers. Why don't I list you my, lo my top 12 kickers before I go? 
uh, on the week. Evan McPherson is at one. Justin Tucker is at two. Harrison Butker is at three. Matt Gay is at four. Uh, Rodrigo Blankenship is at five. Taylor Bass is at six. Robbie Gould is at seven. Daniel Carlson is at eight. Dustin Hopkins is at nine. Matt Prater is at ten. Brandon McManus is at eleven. Nick Falk is at twelve. Uh, notable ones: Ryan Suckup is at fourteen. Uh, Brad Mayer for Dallas is at twenty-two. Young Hoku is at twenty-four. Uh, they're sort of the notable ones. So that's where I've got everyone uh, kicker-wise. So because I didn't really talk about kickers because there's no real need to. Um, but that's it for the matchup show. Hope you've enjoyed this. Um, the pod will be out first, so you'll get the pod relatively shortly. Uh, the video will air tonight. Um, so feel free to watch that uh, as well. But looking forward to uh, hearing your thoughts. As always, interact with me on the Twitter machine. I'm going to set some expectations now. Uh, for those of you that get in touch and are going to ask start sick questions, um, how this works is pretty simple. The patron guys get priority. They pay for the service. Um, so they're the ones whose answers I, I, I questions I tend to ask. If you want to join our Patreon, you can join our WhatsApp chat. Um, you just go to patreon.com forward slash five yard rush uh, sign up to one of the tiers there um, some of the tiers come with merch after a period of time um, so it's a good opportunity there to join you'll see all my projections working out of points etc on there I'll do custom cheat sheets for leagues uh, I'll offer to co-own a team with you so you get a lot of extra stuff with the Patreon so do get involved but the WhatsApp group, I think, is is what people will tell you is the most valuable. You get access to me. I pick up those uh, WhatsApps. I'm very active, and I pick them up. I'm not one of these guys, oh, I'll answer once a day. I'm, I'm very, very active on WhatsApp, and we'll pick those up. So you can get uh, access to that on Patreon. It's not even the price of a cup of coffee a month. Um, there's different tiers you can join. So um, you can join the Patreon and get access to that, or you can um, you can try on Twitter. Uh, this weekend, in particular, I'm probably not going to answer many. I've got family from America in town. They're going to be my priority. And then with rankings and the Patreon and everything else, um, I'm probably not going to answer that many. And I'm especially not going to answer tweets um, tagging me on, like, who do I start? The two main reasons on that. One um, is just because the context is never there. Um, I always have a follow-up question because it's like start – Judy over Sutton or start Judy over Mike Williams. It's like, well, what, you know, what's the scoring? Uh, what's the context? How many players uh, in the league? Uh, how many starting positions? You know, all those sorts of things really factor in. I'm not just going to give like a cookie cutter answer. Um, and also, I have rankings. The rankings will be public. They will be made available. And my rankings will answer a lot of those questions. They're available by different scoring. Standard IDP, uh, standard half point and full point. So if it's a full point PPR and you're asking me which one to start, you've you got access to my rankings. That will eliminate about 90% of the start set questions uh, that I would get. And so via just tweets, I'm probably not going to answer them. Um, DMs, they get clogged, especially at this point in the season, which is why we do the Patreon. I will endeavor to answer them. Um, I'm not always going to answer them. Um, again, they come with questions, um, especially this weekend, probably less likely. So if you definitely want lots of questions and you want to learn and, and develop a strategy and, and get access to me, the Patreon is absolutely the best way to do it. Um, these pods are the second best route because they'll answer them all. My rankings will be the third best route because that's there, but without context, as you've heard me explain over the last hour. And then um, yeah, the other methods are good, but you know, they're not going to help you, I guess, in the long term, but they are there and I'll try and endeavor to do what I can. But um, I think last year I had in the region just the expectations of like close to 700 different questions through the season. Um, and my DMs just got clogged and I just stopped answering them. So um, that could happen again. <laughs> just letting you all know. Um, and that's it. Uh, that's it for the show. And that's it for some housekeeping. Good luck in week one. We've got the DFS show back tonight, back later on, so do tune in for that. Fast Action Friday is returning. That is here tomorrow. The IDP guys, that was out yesterday, so do give them a watch. Um, and we've also had the Dynasty guys on Tuesday. Liam uh, did a great job there. So lots of things, and then we're going to bring you another great recap on Monday. So uh, until then, as always, keep
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.